All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey there, HoopBall Chicago Bulls podcast listeners. There are tons of VPN providers out there. You've probably heard of a few of them, and some of you may have even used a VPN before. But I like to do research on my sponsors, and I only recommend brands to my listeners that I believe in. I can say with full confidence that ExpressVPN is the best VPN on the market. Here's why. ExpressVPN doesn't log your data. Lots of really cheap or free VPNs make money by selling your data to ad companies. ExpressVPN developed a technology called Trusted Server that makes it impossible for their service to log any of your info. Second is speed. I've tried lots of VPNs in the past. Many slow your connection down or make your device sluggish. I've been using ExpressVPN for the past three months, and my internet speeds are blazing fast. Even when I connect to servers thousands of miles away, I can still stream HD quality videos with zero lag. The last thing that really sets ExpressVPN apart from other VPNs is how easy it is to use. Unlike other VPNs, you do not have to input or program anything. You just fire up the app and click one button to connect. It's so easy, even your grandparents could do it. Full disclosure, I don't think my grandmother can do it. She can barely use the contacts function on her cell phone. Anyways, so protect yourself with the VPN that I use and trust. Use my link, expressvpn.com slash hoopball today and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash hoopball. Visit expressvpn.com slash hoopball to learn more. Now, on with the show. 
The following is a hoop ball presentation. What's up, Bulls fans, and welcome to the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast here on the Hoop Ball Network. I am the host of this program, Greg Moraz. Always a pleasure to have you along for the ride. We are recapping the Bulls' 104-91 win over the Houston Rockets in Game 2 of the preseason. Bulls were once again down for most of this game, but they outscored the Rockets 31 to 12 in the fourth quarter. I can tell you that anytime, it doesn't really matter to me whether you're playing your first string guys, your second string guys, or guys that are not going to make the roster. Anytime that you outscore your opponent by 19 points in a quarter and hold that opponent to 12 points in a quarter, you're doing your job. Doesn't matter to me whether or not it's a starter or an end of the bench guy. Anytime that you outscore your opponent, by 19 points in a quarter, and hold that opponent to 12 points in a quarter, you've done your job. Now, the Bulls, they were in this most of the game. Chicago really never trailed by more than seven points at any one point. A couple of key stats from the box score. Bulls are struggling from the field right now offensively. They shot 39.4% compared to Houston's 34.5%, but still, you want to be over 40%. From three land, they were 35%. They were just 14 of 40, which is really not good. Houston, however, they were terrible. Unlike game one, they were 12 of 47, which is 25.5%. Let's start with some of the positives for the Bulls. Patrick Williams played another solid game. He was not efficient from the field, but he played 28 minutes, scored 13 points, had three steals, three rebounds, two of three from beyond the arc. Patrick Williams is somebody that is going to make a big impact right away. If you don't believe that, then quite frankly, I can't help you. The results are there. The impact is there. You're seeing it in the first two preseason games, even though Houston didn't have James Harden. Even though Houston didn't have P.J. Tucker for this game, and I don't think James Harden is going to play another game in a Rockets uniform. James Harden has clearly showed that the more insignificant BS is more important to him than actually trying to win basketball games. I hate guys, by the way, that try and force themselves out of situations. I absolutely hate it. James Harden is all that is wrong with professional basketball. The way that he plays, the way that he acts off the court— I just cannot stand James Harden, period. But that's another podcast for anybody covering the Houston Rockets, which is not what I'm going to be doing right now. So a couple of guys that did not play in this game before I go into a couple more positives. Noel Vonley played in game one. He did not play last night. Luke Cornett played in game one. He did not play last night. Neither did Devon Dodson. Neither did Tomas Sadoransky. Neither did Adam Makoka, but he did not play on Friday night, the Bulls ended up playing a much smaller rotation of guys, including Zach Norvell Jr., who played 14 minutes off the bench, and he actually was not that bad. The rookie out of Gonzaga had 14 minutes of play, 3 of 8 from the field. He was 1 of 6 from 3, scored 7 points in 14 minutes. Not bad. Not bad at all. A couple other guys that had really solid games. I want to start with Zach Levine. Zach Levine scored 23 points in 27 minutes. He had nine rebounds, five assists, eight of 14 from the floor, three of seven from beyond the arc. 
Anytime that Zach Levine is a plus eight, which is what he was, he was a plus eight on the floor, 23 points in 27 minutes, and you almost have 10 rebounds. To me, that's a very good sign. I'm okay if Zach Levine shoots at about 50%. He was above 50% in this game. If he is at that and he is a little below or at 50% from beyond the arc, he has done his job. And to me, that is what I love to see out of somebody like a Zach Levine. He is clearly, in my opinion, going to thrive in the Billy Donovan system. It is made for him. He is more comfortable. He can play off the ball. Billy Donovan is basically going to... It's pretty clear through the first two games, Billy Donovan wants Kobe White to be the point guard. He doesn't want Zach Levine to be the guy that's handling the ball. He wants Levine to play off the ball where he is a lot better and more effective. Kobe White, meanwhile, had another solid game. He played a team-high 32 minutes, had 20 points on 7 of 15 shooting, 4 of 7 from beyond the arc. He had 5 assists. Now, he did have 4 turnovers, which is problematic, but still, 20 points on 7 of 15 shooting, you're over 50% from 3, solid game. Very solid game. Can't complain about that at all. Otto Porter Jr., 12 points in 24 minutes, 5 of 8 from the field, Seven rebounds, two assists. That's an efficient game. If Otto Porter Jr. is going to give you 25 minutes a night and stay healthy, I have no problem with that. Again, Otto Porter Jr. is not a part of the future, but he's a part of what this system is going to be and what Billy Donovan will use as the Otto Porter type piece moving forward into future years. But if Otto Porter Jr. is going to make an impact on this team this year, that's the type of impact that I want to see. Now for some of the negatives. Laurie Markkinen. Everybody wanted Laurie Markkinen to take the next step forward this season. Laurie Markkinen last night played an absolutely atrocious game. Three points on one of ten from the field. 0 for 5 from three-point range. Seven rebounds. That's not going to get it done. Laurie Markkinen is a guy that just does not seem like he is the type of player that he was coming out of Arizona. The potential has turned into the actual, and the actual is not as great as the potential, which is unfortunate because Laurie Markkinen had a solid, not a great, a solid first two years, but he took a step back last year. I attribute a lot of that to Jim Boylan. But Laurie Markkinen is also somebody that needs to take a bigger step forward this year, and so far... That has not been the case. I'd be concerned about Laurie Markkinen as a long-term piece for the Chicago Bulls at this point. This observation from Darnell Mayberry of The Athletic, who is the Bulls' senior writer for The Athletic. Quote, in his first preseason game, Markkinen was an efficient 5-for-8 shooting, knocking down 3-of-5 three-point tries. As has been the case throughout his first three seasons, however, Markkinen's inconsistency showed up again Sunday. His lone field goal was a dunk off another nice feed from White when Markkinen slipped off a high ball screen. The rest of his night offensively was filled with misses and an inability to take advantage of perceived matchup advantages. Billy Donovan said, quote, I thought Laurie actually did a good job today because he did not shoot the ball well. He had some really, really good looks, but I felt like emotionally he was really engaged in the game, and that's what he's got to do. Unquote. Mayberry continues. 
That's all good, but the Bulls didn't draft Markin in seventh overall three years ago to be engaged in the game. The Bulls aren't currently in the process of settling on a number for a lucrative contract extension for Markkinen to simply try hard. At some point, and soon, Markkinen has to demonstrate he can consistently dominate. He's now in his fourth season, and yet the frustrating nights never seem far off. It's become hard to ignore and even harder to believe some sort of mythical breakout is on its way. So that's that on Laurie Markkinen. I think it's pretty clear that he's not the same player, and at least a lot of people who are more locked into the Bulls, at least over the past three years than I have been, can say with absolute confidence that Laurie Markkinen is trending more toward great nights as the exception as opposed to the norm, which is unfortunate. Wendell Carter Jr. is also off to a really rough start. He defensively was not great in this game. He was letting a lot of Houston guards go by him. Offensively, he's been terrible. He was terrible in the first game. I think he made just one shot. He's 3 of 11 from the field, 1 of 4 from three-point range in 23 minutes on Sunday night. 7.6 rebounds, 3 assists. Not going to get it done if you're Wendell Carter Jr. And as we wrap up here on the Hoopball Chicago Bulls podcast in just a quick 10-minute episode recapping Game 2 of the preseason. Let's go over a couple of other stat lines that I think are critical. The Bulls had a plus-10 rebounding margin, which I thought was great. The Bulls, though, still had 17 turnovers. They were plus-1 in the turnover margin. Houston had 18. Bulls had 20 in their first preseason game. So turnovers have got to come down, especially the turnovers from the starting lineup. Kobe White had four Otto Porter Jr. had three. So the turnovers have got to come down. Kobe White, despite the four turnovers, was a plus 14. That means playing good defense, and he rebounded the ball and distributed the ball pretty well. You know, three rebounds for a point guard, not bad. The Bulls are rebounding the ball very well so far, which I think is a very encouraging sign. As for the bench, it's pretty clear that Patrick Williams, as we said a little bit earlier, is going to be that sixth guy off the bench and one of the first guys that you go to. But what about the rest of the bench? You were without Thad Young, who's still dealing with his left leg infection. You didn't have Garrett Temple because he is isolating due to COVID-19 exposure. The guys that were not with the team were labeled excused absences, which seems to be COVID-19 related, but the Bulls, per Darnell Mayberry, couldn't provide additional context. So, At least it's the preseason, and you don't have to necessarily worry about them missing regular season time, but the regular season also starts in nine days for the Bulls as they have their season opener on the 23rd of December against the Atlanta Hawks. One other thing that I do want to talk about before we say goodbye, the Bulls only have two more preseason games to get this right, and I think that when it comes down to it, It's about getting a rhythm with the rotations that you want to play and making sure that you're comfortable with the guys that you're playing in certain scenarios. As I've said before, Billy Donovan sees this as an opportunity to throw something at the wall and see what sticks. Right now, it's pretty clear. Your starting lineup is going to be White, Levine, with White at the point and Levine at the two guard, Porter at the three, Markinen at the four, Wendell Carter Jr. at the five, and your first guy off the bench to spell either Carter or Markkinen or even Porter 
is going to be Patrick Williams. After that, who knows? Tomas Sadoransky is your clear backup point guard. But who else do you really want to play off the bench, given everybody be healthy? I mean, you had to play Chandler Hutchison 22 minutes last night, 6 points, 8 rebounds, 2 of 4 from the field. He's not going to get much done for you on offense. Daniel Gafford played 12 minutes, 4 points, 4 rebounds. I'd like to see a little bit more out of him. I mean, heck, Cristiano Felicio had to play 8 minutes, which is not encouraging by any stretch of the imagination. But, I mean, Cristiano Felicio is going to have to play at some point. You want to see what you have when everybody is healthy. But look, in the COVID-19 world, you're not going to get everybody as healthy. You just got to take that for what it is at this point. This is the COVID-19 world of NBA basketball. We're not in a bubble. It's not going to be the bubble like it was during the playoffs. You're going to have to deal with COVID-excused absences. And so the Bulls, who are a young team, a team that's trying to find its identity, they're going to have to do a lot of experimentation. I hope that they come out of it a lot better than they went into it. And on that note, we're going to say goodbye here on the Hoopball Chicago Bulls podcast. Make sure that you go and follow all of our Hoopball podcasts. I swear to you, they are the best content that you are going to find on the internet. We have the Hoopball Hawks with my buddy Brad Harden, who I hope to have on again at some point before the Bulls opener against the Atlanta Hawks. You've got the Hoopball Nets podcast, the Hoopball Mavericks podcast, the Hoopball Clippers podcast, the Hoopball Lakers podcast, the Hoopball Grizzlies podcast, the Hoopball Heat podcast, which is our newest one, the Hoopball Sacramento Kings podcast, the Hoopball New Orleans Pelicans podcast. You also have Today in Sports Betting, Fantasy NBA Today, NBA DFS Today, and coming soon a new podcast you got the box score breakdown we got it all for you here on the hoop ball network have a great rest of your day and as always go bulls this has been a hoop ball presentation these days work is in trouble We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.